Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, college football fans. Welcome back to another take of Urban's Take with yours truly, Tim May. But Urban Meyer, welcome back into the fire pit here, here my man. Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks so far. So great to be with you, Tim. Yeah, I think some people are picking up on this show, but uh, let's get right to it, man. Speaking of fire pit, you're going right into it, man. Austin, Texas, <laughs> in an early September uh, football game. The game's going to be started kicking off at 11 a.m. There, big noon kickoff's going to be there. You know, you and your crew. Just uh, what are you what are you looking forward to in this one? Besides uh, wearing something that you can stay cool in. Well, you're not going to stay cool. No. Um, this is this is two blue bloods. This is two tra- traditional powerhouses. I've been watching Texas. They're they're not there yet. You know, the coach is doing a good job. Sarkeesian, he hit the transfer portal hard. So, but I watched uh, last week's film. Uh, Quinn Ewers, I believe, is going to be a fine quarterback. Uh, but tough, ta- tall task for them right now against uh, Alabama. Alabama, man, it's it's well, it's a little bit like Ohio State. You know, they just every year they just keep coming, coming. I don't think Alabama has this skill. You know, back I, I was watching to do a little breakdown for Big Noon. That 2020 team with that uh, Waddle and Delonte, the receiver. That I, yeah. I'm not I've ever. I know Ohio State has great receivers. That was incredible. They don't have that, but what they do is have uh, everything else. That quarterback's phenomenal. Great defense, probably the best defense player in college football. So a tall task for the Tech, uh, Texas Longhorns, but uh, we can't wait to be there. Hey, real quick, Will Anderson. You know when you when you when people call him great, call him a Heisman Trophy possible candidate well I guess every player is at this point <laughs> you know if it's truly fair uh but what what from your from a coach's standpoint what just jumps off the film at you immediately about Will Anderson uh you know I mean what 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 makes him such a threat well he, first of all he's extremely talented uh not that big tour 35 pounds, right. pounds but what he is is an energizer bunny just he, he doesn't stop you know, I think Nick Bosa was like that to a degree. And, and we've had some players that's just relentless to the ball. Um, and he makes him, you know, backdoors him. He makes him across the field. His, and I've read this about him, he's the alpha on the field. He's the leader on the field, which kind of fires me up because I love talented people, but I love talented players with leadership even more. They say this guy's got all that. So, yes, he's talented, but his number one quality, he is relentless. He just doesn't stop. And it's, he has one speed. You know, it's funny you use that alpha dog. Well, you said alpha. Alpha dog is what Larry Johnson, you know, your former defensive line coach at uh, Ohio State uses. And he was looking for an alpha dog to step forward uh, last week against Notre Dame. And he thought he had some really good players going into this game. Felt really good about this about this group of 12 that he's playing. Uh, Mike cool. Hall seemed to answer that bell. Just Does he look like an alpha dog to you? Obviously, as uh, Ryan Dace told us this week, He's got to do it again now. He's got to keep doing it. But my call, 51, man, yeah, he got after it. Yeah, they got a couple of really good ones. Uh, JT and then Sawyer, I, they moved him. Uh, really interesting. They moved him all over the place. Yeah. You know, he was playing in a two-point quite a bit. But, uh, you know, all the great bright spots, which I think 
you know, I started hearing complaints and people, well, what about this? What is, will you guys stop for a minute? And that was Notre Dame, the top five opponent. Uh, every player on that team is highly recruited. Uh, Ohio State needed that. Ohio State needed, a, a, you know, a street fight, a fist fight, a, a, an opportunity. You have to go run the ball to go win the game because I got news, Tim, that's going to happen. Yeah. And you have to and you have to stop someone. And they did. You know, that was, uh, I think, 72 yards after – halftime or 72 yards in the final three quarters, something ridiculous against a talented team. So how good's Notre Dame? We don't know yet. I think we got a pretty good idea how, how good Ohio State is. Yeah, he's, uh, They can yeah. run the ball and they play good defense. Yeah, and then finally when they needed some passes, I mean, C.J. Stroud working with a group there, a new group uh, for the most part. I mean, you know, everybody thinks you pick off, you know, and you know this better than anybody, college football teams rarely ever pick up where they left off, you know, the year before because so many – just you can have three or four personnel changes, which make a huge difference. But I wanted to ask you about that, Urban. Uh, just in that Ohio State Notre Dame game, uh, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba got banged up during the game. He's got a hamstring situation he's dealing with. We'll see how quickly he comes back. Basically considered maybe the elite receiver in the country, but definitely in the conversation. Uh, Julian Fleming wasn't able to answer the bell for the game. Next thing you know, uh, at the most one of the most critical moments in this season so far for Ohio State. Here's Xavier Johnson, uh, former walk-on, a guy that walked on when you were there as a defensive back in 2018. He's at wide – he's at that slot receiver. Uh, he picks up on the um, the uh, two safeties blitzing, leaving basically zero cover on the backside along with C.J. Stroud. And, he, and this former walk-on catches a 24-yard touchdown pass and puts Ohio State ahead in that game and they go on to win the game. This is late in the third quarter. Uh, you know, just talk about those checkmate moments that come in games, man, where you, you got guys just have to make a play one way or the other offensively or defensively. But that was one where you, what? no one had Xavier Johnson being a hero of that game going into it, but he stepped up and was, was the moment was not too big for him. Right. Yeah, real quick about Xavier, then I do want to talk about the checkmate moments. I think the viewer would be very intrigued by that. But, but Xavier was a walk-on. We immediately saw talent, and we uh, we had issues at corner, so we played him at corner. We had issues at safety, we moved him to safety. Then we moved him to wideout. He's real intelligent, really talented yeah. uh, player, selfless as can be. We played him on special teams, and uh, I knew, you know, Ryan Day knew, the staff knew that we somehow have to find a place for that. So I was like you watching that game, and here we go. Uh, you know, we're in that checkmate moment where they're starting to drive the ball against Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Notre Dame makes a decision. Uh, they they go for the checkmate, you know, because they felt that Ohio State was moving the ball. They had to do something drastically to, to change it. And they went with a safety blitz, and they blitzed them from depth, which I'm sure they that wasn't exactly timed up because they didn't get there. Yeah. But what was really intriguing by C.J. Stroud, if you really watch that, he understood. They had Corey, John, Corey Dennis and uh, – Ryan Day have told me this. Uh, CJ sees the field better than any quarterback they've ever had. Yeah. And that's a pretty strong statement. He yeah. saw the zero blitz instead of panicking because the guy was going to be free. You saw one of the players come free. And Xavier had to recognize it. It went to zero coverage, no safety help. And instead of CJ panicking and throwing the ball away, he hung in there because they were coming from depth and released the ball. Yeah. So perfect execution. By a you know second or third string wide receiver, a quarterback working with them, you know that's first of all it's great coaching, but it's also uh, just excellent job by the wideouts. Yeah, where else did you see some checkmate moments that you yeah. know that 
that for those moments that grind the coach's guts, right? I mean, <laughs> either before or after. Yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, you watch the game differently. People ask me when I watch a game, and, you know, 38 years I was knee deep in it, and I still knee deep from a different perspective. And so uh, there, there are about four of them. I haven't written down here. And so the first one was the Florida versus Utah. And let's just for the, for the fans. So Utah's going in. They're on about the eight-yard line, I believe. They're deep in the red zone. There's not but a minute and some change left. They're down by three. Kick the field goal and go play in overtime. It's not that easy. You have a veteran quarterback and Cam Rising that coaches really trust. Yeah. You're playing Florida. That quarterback, uh, Richardson's a monster. You know, he got better as the game went along. But you also just traveled your team, uh, you know, three time zones away from Utah to Florida. It's 100 degrees heat. It's humidity. Your players are, you know, your players are about done. You don't have the depth of a Florida. And so I know exactly – I didn't talk to Coach Whittingham, but I know exactly what he's thinking. If we can end this thing, end it now. And they have a good quarterback. They call it a pass play. It was poor execution of a pass. But the checkmate moment for when a fan says, why didn't you just kick a field goal? Because if they kick a field goal, go over time, they probably lose that game. Yeah. Just the sheer wear and tear on the team after that long of playing, that heat, that humidity, and the fact that Florida has more depth, you're going to lose. Plus, they had a, a talented quarterback. And they had Florida on the heels. With that was number one. Number two, this is a big one. LSU against Florida State. LSU – that was one of the craziest endings I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. They had, uh, the, the field goal protection was was not good. You know, on the left side, earlier in the year, early in the game, they got blocked from the left side. They're struggling. They had two turnovers on special teams. They drove at 99 yards. The defense is shot for Florida State, exhausted. And they go and score with no time left. A lot of people said, why didn't Brian Kelly and the LSU coaching staff go for two and end it right there? That's a good question. I don't know exactly what he was thinking, but the reason you would go for two is what I just mentioned. Whenever you, well, let's talk real quick. Go two, there's two mandates. If you're on the road and you're the underdog, go for two. If you're home and the favored, always kick the extra point. An extra point is 98% make it. Uh, go for two is only 44% time. That's a national average. People are wondering why. However, there's a couple X factors. X factor is Florida State was blown out. They just played 100 plays of football. And the offense had the advantage there. So, and the struggling on special teams. <clears throat> so that would have been one of the reasons why LSU could have went for two. Yeah. And then the uh, final one that was right in front of our eyes, why in the world did Notre Dame blitz zero? You know, why did they with zero blitz against a veteran quarterback? You know, maybe they knew they had some receiver issues. They look out there and see someone's never really played much. They knew a jig was out of the game. Uh, they needed a draft, you know, that was a checkmate moment. So coaches, it's amazing, Tim, during the course of the game. Every play matters. Yeah. But I want to – we're going to do this every week is there's a couple times during a game, and I used to have it written down on my pad of paper or my uh, manila folder I carried with me. These are the checkmate plays, the fourth downs, the, you know, the onside kick, the fake punt, which I like to do, the trick play like we did against Alabama, the fourth down – a couple fourth downs we did against a team up north. Yeah. Those are all those under the checkmate moments that these are my best plays. If I need them, I'm going to use them. You know, it's funny about that because, you know, there were quite a few times when we, when we would ask you guys, you know, former head coach, you being a former head coach, yeah. uh, you know, this play, whatever. And y'all would always tell us, well, it wasn't just that one play. It was all these, you know what I mean? But I knew 
I knew you were thinking the exact same thing I was thinking. There are those moments that decide win or lose. You know what I mean? And uh, without a doubt. Hey, I want to get into this with you, man. Uh, Clemson actually, you know, I don't, I don't think the opening game, and I definitely don't think the first half of an opening game is a referendum on hardly anything. And uh, obviously, Ungalele uh, had a had a tough start the other night for Clemson. Yet he came on as that game went on. I, I mean, you watched it too. But now there's this big debate on whether it ought to be that yet young man or the Cape Club. You know, no people can't wait for that backup quarterback to get his shots. You know, that young star to get his st- shot and stuff. But uh, you know, just what's your take on it when you have a situation like that where you have an older guy? Hadn't quite gotten that brass ring yet. And this young guy who you definitely, you know, it's like you could get a brand new car. You definitely want to take him out and test drive him. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, how do you handle that as a head coach and not let well, it divide your, 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 you know, your uh, locker room? Yeah, I think dividing locker room, you hear that. I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't know the culture. It must be pretty good at Clemson. You know, they've yeah. been so, so long, but. To me, that's that's fan speaker. That's you know dividing the locker room. Uh, I don't I don't see that as an issue. You know the yeah. team has two quarterbacks. I hear people say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. I don't agree with that at all. That means that you got a really capable backup. Uh, the net, the difference that you're dealing with nowadays that I didn't really deal with is the transfer portal. People leaving. People if you're not starting, have gone. So you have to kind of massage that situation. Yeah. You know, I never really got caught in that. You know, the, we have the, the famous one with JT Barrett and Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones puts on a, a show for the best three games, maybe best three game run, maybe in college football history by yeah. a third string quarterback. Yeah. And he comes back and he, he deserved the shot. He didn't play great. What's interesting, you know, Cardell's never lost a game as a starter. Yeah, no, it's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. And then we made a change because JT was just playing a little bit better. And, and that was difficult. I had another time I had Chris Leak and Tim Tebow. Chris Leak was the old veteran quarterback. And I bring in this young gun, Tim Tebow, and the fans loved him. And there's a lot of pressure for me to start Tim. But, you know, I just did what I thought was best. So when you hear, like, Clemson's situation, I think it's fantastic for Dallas Wing. He got two great quarterbacks. Yeah. And so that, you know, you don't want a quarterback looking over his shoulder, but you want a quarterback looking over his shoulder. You know, that's I used to tell people that's life in the big city. You know, I don't want to look over my shoulder. What the hell do you think you're talking about? That of course you are. You got to perform just like the right guard, just like the tailback, just like the defensive end. If you have great players behind you, you got to play well. And so I think Clemson. That was I watched the game. It didn't look very good for the first half, but the second half they kind of blew them out. That next quarterback came in. I did see the energy. I did see talent. We're going to see what happens there, but I, I would not go on the worry about the locker room piece right now. I just think you got two really talented quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, and, and like you were just talking about, as you call it, the team up north, I mean, Jim Harbaugh started Cade McNamara last week, and, and I think the plan is to start J.J. McCarthy this week uh, because he really thinks both those guys deserve the shot, you know. and But every team assumes an identity at some point. I mean, Cade McNamara led those guys to a Big Ten championship last year. You know, <clears throat> some sprinkled in from J.J. McCarthy, without a doubt. But, uh, you know, he – I don't know. What, what, what do you think about that aspect of it? A guy who, who thinks he has earned the right to be the guy. We were talking to him at the Big Ten uh, uh, media days before, you know, back in July in, in Indianapolis, and he felt like he was the quarterback, Cade McNamara. But but as a, as a coach, you know, you feel like this other guy may bring something that maybe sets him apart, right? 
Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, our big noon kickoff, they, they did a bunch of uh, team-up games last year. Yeah. And they feel that J.J. is a more talented guy, higher recruited. But then you start thinking, wait a minute, the guy took them to the first Big Ten championship, first win over Ohio State in 10 years or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, how can you do that to him? A coach's responsibility is uh, to play whoever can help you win a game. Now, that's so much easier said than done, especially if there's loyalty. The fact that there is, this guy's a great leader. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what plays out. But once again, I always look at that as a positive. You have two great quarterbacks playing both, you know, playing both. And, and uh, let's see what happens. So I, I'm going to watch that close like everyone else. Because how do you, you know, Cade McNamara to me is a starting quarterback until he is beaten out. Yeah. And you better beat him out there. Yeah. Well, hey, real quick, let's catch on a couple things before we get out of here. Uh, Kentucky and Florida this week. I mean, who early showdown game. That's always a great game one way or the other, right? I mean, there's a lot of bad blood. I don't know if bad blood's the right way, but there's a lot of friction when those two guys meet. Uh, what's just your take on that game? I mean, Florida pulling out that victory with Richardson and stuff last week. I mean, it has to be propelled. You know, feeling pretty good about itself with Billy Napier. But uh, what's just your take on that game? Yeah, Dan Mullen was obviously a great friend of mine who worked for me for many years. We talked about Richardson, a great quarterback, 15 for Florida. He says he's legitimately a 4-3 guy that's 240 pounds and throws the ball 85 yards. Most talented player. And he coached Cam Newton. Yeah. He says he's bigger, faster. And I'm like, than Cam Newton. And he said, yes. And I saw it. You know, that 50-yard run was magical. Yes. Uh, they got new staff, new energy down there. Um, you know, I, I – I think that uh, Florida is going to have a great run. One thing about Kentucky, when I was there, it was like a 30-game win streak. And I was so nervous. I didn't want to be the, be the coach to lose that game and lose that uh, win streak. That's been broken. Uh, the coach Stoops at uh, Kentucky's done a heck of a job. But I think Florida's, you know, to do what they did, the way they did it, I don't want to say they're real on their back, but this is going to be a, a good team to, as they continue to go. Yeah, there's nothing like – uh, there's there, there's nothing like winning and especially winning a big time game that just can just uh, imbue this ridiculous confidence in a team that maybe it didn't have. It even had questions about itself, maybe going into the game and stuff and, you know, can get it done. But man, Will Levis versus Richardson, that that's, you'd pay money to watch that game, wouldn't you? I mean, well, the kid from Kentucky, the, 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 the quarterback uh, Penn State didn't kind of want, well, I think you wanted him, but didn't want him immediately, you know, crazy. Well, you said winning does everything. Winning, the most important thing winning does, and right. I, I, I say it every game, is 1-0 gives you a chance to go 2-0. Yeah. The best thing about 1-0 is a chance to go 2-0. But the most important days of uh, the week are Tuesday, Wednesday. And winning makes Tuesday, Wednesday bearable. Losing makes Tuesday, Wednesday almost unbearable. Yeah. I mean, it's awful to come, go out to work after a loss. By the way, I call this the Johnny Majors Memorial Game, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, uh, Johnny Majors, coach of Tennessee, coach of Pittsburgh, blah, 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 way back when. But uh, Tennessee going to Pittsburgh, man, uh, you know, what, what, is Tennessee a true Southeastern Conference team going above the Mason-Dixon line, uh, you know, uh, it, it, you know, to play a game? Uh, what's just your early take on that one? Tennessee has been an enigma the last decade. I mean, you talk about there was a time when I, I in 05, I went first went to Florida. And Phil Fulmer, they just yeah. won a national championship a few, few, few years earlier. 110,000 seat stadium. I mean, intimidating fan base. And it just kind of disappeared for a while. This new coach has kind of brought them back. There's energy. This is going to be a test because I think 
uh, Narducey, the coach at Pitt. We all have great respect for him for his days at uh, Michigan State. They just uh, won the backyard brawl in the street fight. So yeah. you're going to find out about both teams. That's a beautiful thing about playing these games. Some teams you don't know a thing about because they haven't played anybody. You know, Alabama and Texas, you know, who knows how good they are going to be. We're going to find out here in a few days. But you have a good idea about Pitt right now. Pitt's, I think, for real. Tennessee, no idea. Yeah. Hey, last thing I wanted to ask you, Urban. Uh, obviously, you coached in the swamp for many years. Uh, when it's hot and you're ahead, I mean, you know, the players have got all these little fans going and they probably have air-conditioned benches now, you know, and all kinds of stuff they can sit on in between in between series and things like that. You got to be standing out there out front, you know, probably with a, I don't know if you wore a hat back then or, you know, I, I got to figure Nick Saban is going to be wearing that hat he wears occasionally on set. But how do you, how do you just keep your cool in the heat in a, in a situation like they're going to be in at uh, DKR Memorial Stadium on Saturday? Yeah, you don't, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, coaches don't even really think about that, but I would always look at our players. And I would always challenge our staff and our training staff to just, you, I mean, to the point it's uncomfortable as far as hydration, first worried about their health and safety, but you, you can't function. And then also you would really watch the rotation of your players. You know, that's where the Alabamas, Ohio States, you know, when, when Larry Johnson's got 12 guys, yeah. and no, in my opinion, a defense lineman should play more than 30 plays. You can play 30 plays in a lot of heat. You can't play 70. Yeah. You Seventy-five, eighty, and that's where when you start getting and recruiting the level that they've recruited at Ohio State. I'm speaking of uh, Florida. I don't know. Florida's not there yet, uh, but Alabama is. Texas is certainly not there yet. So as the game wears on, the fatigue factor is real for the player. Don't worry about it. Coaches get paid a lot of money to stand in the heat. Don't worry about that. They'll be fine. It's all about the player. Ryan Day's biggest challenge hosting hosting Arkansas State. Ohio State playing Arkansas State for the very first time. What's his biggest challenge this week before we get out of here? I have not studied Arkansas State, but I, it's going to be uh, just, uh, you know, it's a elite against, uh, you know, just an average team at best uh, would be focused and not, you know, it just used to drive you crazy when it's a sloppy game and guys aren't locked in. So I would rotate players. I would make sure that they understand that there's still competitive opportunities for players. There's nothing like competition. And I would go into these games and say, I'm going to give you a chance. This is your chance to go break in the lineup and let the players compete, you know, and, uh, but as far as, uh, you know, I think it's a 40 plus game, uh, yeah. point spread or something like that, but 45. You, know, you don't want to be sloppy. You want to stay healthy. And I think right now the key word is competition at Ohio state. That means let the players that haven't played much play and try, you know, all of a sudden uh, a guy that's comfortable gets a little uncomfortable in the starting lineup. Gotcha. Ladies and gentlemen, urban Meyer, the incomparable urban Meyer with urban's take. Urban, thanks for joining me, my man. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Tim. See you next week.